0: The Film Guide with Sam and Chris. Part of the St Albans Podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome to the St Albans Film Guide with me, Chris Aitman, and our special presenter this week is the one, the only, Dr Samantha Rolfe.
1: Well, thank you for such a beautiful introduction, Chris.
0: That's quite all right. Uh, So obviously, uh, you know, our standard procedure is to to go through the films uh, new in cinemas, uh, then to go through films that are new on streaming. And then we're going to, in part three, be uh, discussing your Friday Fright Night pick from last month. Mm -hmm. And then in part four, talking about films you've picked on free-to-air television that you would recommend watching. But first of all, yeah, let's go to the cinemas. So Sam, what is in the cinemas this week?
1: We have The Duke. Okay. And yeah, this is uh, based on a true story about a sixty a year old taxi driver called Kempton Bunton.
0: That's a beautiful name.
1: It is. It sounds fictional. <laughs> so <laughs> it does. for the fact it's based on a true story. This this person, he he stole a painting from the National Gallery in London in the seventies, I believe. Okay. Uh, so this was the Duke of Wellington. That was painted by Goya. Yep, uh, a very famous painting, apparently. Um, but the reason he did this is because he had campaigned uh, for, you know, sort of sort of social care for the for elder for the elderly, wanting to make sure that people had f- things like free television and other such niceties in their old age. And they were the kind of things that were were being taken away by, I'm sure, a Tory government at the time.
0: Do you know that for a certain though?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna put you know, ten pounds to charity to the charity shelter. If it if if not, uh, because you know, under the current anyway.
0: <laughs> I you're swinging wildly off uh, the chosen topic. I know you could talk for quite some time. <laughs> About how our current government are the worst people in the world, but we're not here to talk about those massive no. bunch of. <clears throat> so the Duke. This is this stars, I believe, uh, Jim Broadbent and Helen Mirren.
1: Indeed, it does. Yes, it seems like you know quite a quite a fun jovial film. Um, the way the trailer pitched it, it's described as a wonderfully uplifting tale in in the sort of blurb for it, and you know this the stolen. I think it is the only. The only painting that's ever been stolen from the I don't know what I think I feel like I read that somewhere, but that might be wrong. From the National Gallery, anyway. And I know other paintings have been stolen.
0: Yes, that would be quite the claim if it was the only painting ever stolen.
1: Indeed. But it's one of these stories where, like, obviously at the time the fact the painting had gone missing was a massive thing, and then it kind of disappeared into a cold case and then late many years later did it emerge uh to be found out as to what had happened so yeah a good man does a bad thing for the greater good type type story
0: well i'm just doing some reading about this now and it uh, it was referenced the, the theft was referenced in the first uh, bond movie dr no uh which came out in 1962 so the theft happened in 61 and uh in 62, you can see the the painting on display in the bad guy, Dr. No's lair, uh, <laughs> suggesting he was the one that stole it.
1: Well, isn't that a, isn't that a bit of fun? So yep. there you go. But no, it's just a taxi driver from London. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Called Kempton.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, I mean, what a wonderful bit of a laugh he must have had at the time if he'd seen Dr. No.
0: Indeed. So that's the Duke. Uh, mm. What else do we have out in this the mask?
1: We also have a movie called Serrano. Oh, yes. And when I said that to you the other day, you were like, oh, yes, Serrano de Bergerac. And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm.
0: Well, it is quite a famous play uh, written off the top of my head uh, in 1897 by Edmund Rostand. And oh, yeah, it's it's had several adaptations um, in film before.
1: I'm not cultured, Um, Chris, you know this.
0: No, so there was, there was one starring Gérard Depardieu. Uh, then there was a, an American version uh, starring Steve Martin. Um, traditionally, so it's about a man who is very witty and and fun and, and clever and everything, but believes himself to be unworthy of love, basically, because he has uh, basically a massive nose. But in this case, I believe they've uh, they've changed what makes him physically different, haven't they?
1: They have. We've got Peter Dinklage playing the part.
0: We do indeed.
1: This time around.
0: Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage.
1: Mm. And yeah, so he ends up, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it does does tell you in the, it's basic, it's in the trailer. There's no, there's no, (laughs) there's no secrets that, yeah, he, he a friend of his falls for the same woman that he is in love with and his friend asks him to write him, uh, to help him write poetry and such to, to woo her. But then it, you know, all gets figured out as to who the real writer was. Sure. A very exciting tale.
0: Indeed. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so I believe that is all that is uh, new to cinemas this week well not all that's new to well, cinemas but those, those, are two, those
1: are the major major releases two
0: yeah. major releases uh, so in part two shortly we'll be going to what is new to streaming part two new to streaming where are we going first
1: well, out on Netflix today is Restless. Restless. I feel like I couldn't say it. Okay. So this is a movie not in the English language. It's a French film. And the the still for the movie is a man stood in front of an explosion. So I don't know how much that tells you initially about the movie. It's probably like this, an action thing. Um,
0: <laughs> you can, yeah, I mean, explosions, that's normally a pretty good signifier for some sort of action or thriller.
1: Indeed. And so it is about a corrupt cop whose life spirals out of control when he starts to receive threats from a mysterious witness based on a cover up of an accident. And, you know, I feel like he probably has everything coming to him, if that's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't not know. Meaning how I...
0: To, not meaning to prejudge or anything like that, but no. uh, he probably has it coming.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if you did corrupt stuff, that's on you, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> not sure I can That's get on board. With, <laughs> not sure I can get on board with, uh, with it. So. But if you like action, perhaps this one's for you. If you enjoy corrupt I don't know, I don't know, corruption having not seen the
0: <laughs> having not seen the film, <laughs> I don't know if we can say that it's trying to get you on board with the corrupt cops <laughs> actions. <laughs> This Remember, is r- representation <laughs> isn't endorsement when it comes to art. You can show things without endorsing it.
1: Sure. I mean, perhaps there's redemption in there somewhere as Maybe. well. Who knows? Peace on Earth at the end due to his actions. Who's to say?
0: Okay, so that... <laughs> So that is out on uh, today, and what else is
1: out? Not until Wednesday the second. You'll have to wait a few days. But this uh, looks looks pretty interesting. It's called Against the Ice, and this is based again on a on a true story. So we're we're doing a lot of things based on true stories at the moment. Um, <laughs> out in, in cinemas and uh, on on streaming. So this is based on an Arctic expedition in 1909 that's led by captain Einar Mickelson and this expedition was over to Greenland and it was an attempt to disprove the United States claim uh, to the northeast of the island so this was a a, Dan- a danish expedition and in order to do the proving <laughs> <laughs> Mickelson has to embark on a journey across the ice with an inexperienced crew member so it seems like the worst pick but whatever i don't make I'm perhaps sure, all of I'm, them yeah what inexperience
0: sure i'm sure he's got lots of gumption mm, i yes. like how i like how um many different just assumptions you're making about these <laughs> films
1: why not oh it seems like a
0: terrible pick oh i wouldn't have done that <laughs> and i'd I, have taken my most experienced
1: <laughs> it just seems like the logical choice <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, but I'm gather- I, I I'm gonna guess I'm gonna just stick my neck out and say the movie probably justifies it in some way, quite possibly because it's based on a true story.
1: Well, yeah, but i'm I'm also you know that decision back then clearly not the best decision.
0: <laughs> you don't know
1: no, I don't, I don't, and I'm sorry, but and they go through a lot of horrible stuff, so I feel kind of bad.
0: I have seen the Trove for this, and it does not look like the most fun movie ever.
1: No, I feel but like it's it did it's look a, quite good. I feel like it's a sort of um, 127 Hours, those kind of, like, survival movie...
0: The Revenant sort of thing.
1: Mm, but real, because this is based on a true story.
0: Well, so were both of those films we just mentioned.
1: Oh, really? No, I know yeah. 127 Hours was. Was The Revenant?
0: The Revenant was, yes.
1: Oh, apologies. Did not know.
0: Hugh Glass was his name. Yeah. Huh. Uh... There you are. I mean, the... certain liberties with it but yeah he i don't think he was attacked by a bear necessarily i think they uh, made it worse for him but he did have to basically go across alaska well
1: okay well in this one there is a bear attack so there you go (laughs) well which i guess could also be a liberty um i don't know so yeah it all seems very very difficult and horrifying but it is a true story of friendship, love, and the awe-inspiring power of companionship. So
0: that sounds beautiful,
1: indeed. That's that's pretty much everything I have for streaming, Chris. There wasn't anything of note out on Prime Video this week, and yeah, so that's that's everything.
0: Um, well, yeah, I mean, you don't you don't really need to apologize for for Amazon or anything. Not having I just, anything. I
1: tried. I tried l- to ask we, them.
0: L- we ap- we appreciate all you've done for us, and we just just. Bring to cut yourself some slack. <laughs> you know, you found two films on Netflix. That's that's good <laughs> enough. No one's going. No one's going to judge you.
1: Okay, good to know.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it in the break, and we'll come back fresh for part three. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. See you soon. Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts advertiser for over ten years. Join me and host Danny Smith for the St Albans Podcast a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St. Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St. Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com.
0: Right, part three, Sam has shaken off her malaise and is now ready to get going for Friday Fright Night. So, Sam, I believe last month you picked uh, a movie that uh, JHR 2012 described on IMDb as quite a disgusting movie. I have no idea what message they were trying to send as I certainly didn't get it. Is both confusing and disgusting, with the ugliest cast I ever seen. Oh wow! Avoid this garbage. So uh, that's the <laughs> platform from 2019 <laughs> that you picked, and we'll lay it out there. I did not watch; uh, only you watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been I've been watching most of these movies with you, but to be honest, I was not in the mood for it. Sam was JHR 2012 correct in their one star review
1: i would disagree with uh said user of imdb
0: (laughs) so it doesn't have the ugliest cast that's ever been seen on the screen
1: no i mean that
0: that's quite personal really it's
1: very yeah that's like feels very personal and unnecessary like you can not like a movie but it's got nothing to do with the physical appearance of people (laughs) come on yeah uh, I think I thought we were past that as a as a thing, but apparently uh, not.
0: Not not JHR twenty
1: twelve. Mm, okay.
0: So what what is the movie about?
1: Well, this is a Spanish film, and it's about a a prison, but not the kind of prison that you might think. It's actually a prison with multiple levels where you have two people in a cell, and there's actually a hole in the floor and the ceiling of each level through which a platform hence the name of the <laughs> hence the name of the tu- of the movie
0: oh thanks for clearing that up
1: um, although in uh, the original the original title I believe is called The Hole uh, if you translate it rather okay. than The Platform so it rather than talk about the platform it talks about the hole through which the platform moves but sure. it does just you know a semantic um, and so yeah this, this sort of Futuristic dystopia where a platform can descend through these many levels um, of this of this prison. The platform at the top of the prison, uh, level zero, has a beautiful feast prepared upon it. Okay. And as it as it descends through, it stops at each level for two minutes, and people can eat as much or as little as they please until the then platform moves down. So as you can imagine, people eat uh people at the top eat as much as they possibly can and uh so forth and so forth until by the time it gets to say level 30 or 50 even you've got barely scraps remaining and anyone below there is licking the plates if they're lucky. Okay? Yeah. So of course this horrendous situation causes desperate times call for desperate measures right yep so we've got the sort of main character Goring, who wakes up in in his cell with uh, another another person who's been in there a few months before before him so he knows what's going on and he tries to get information out because he, he doesn't seem to really understand the whole concept and you know he's looking down the hole and up and trying to speak to the people below and he's like, they won't speak to you, you're above them and, or, yeah. and that sort of thing. And he's trying to find out this information and his cellmate is very, he's like, well, isn't it obvious? It's obvious that this is what's happening. This is, what's, this is, this is his favourite word. And it soon sort of descends into, you know, kind of a, a, a fight for survival because after a month they get put to sleep by some gas and then they're moved around by some mysterious force you know i'm assuming whoever maintains this prison mm. and they could be they could then wake up on any other level so they get shuffled around you could end up on level one or you could end up on level 200 and so yeah it's it it really yeah i think i think a lot of the sort of criticism that whatever his face was twelve, two thousand and twelve, 2012 uh had if you look at the <laughs> lower starred reviews
0: well um MXM Titoff said, it's just another stupid gore movie that has nothing to show except for some stomach-revolting scenes that has no baseline for meaning and it's totally nonsensical. Don't waste your time.
1: Yeah. I do. Has this person, like, heard of a story? Like, I just... I... Okay.
0: I am, of course, uh, dear listener, picking um, <laughs> one-star reviews uh, on IMDb, which has turned into... It's quite sad, but it's turned into one of my favourite pastimes. Try and find a movie... Uh, that you love and look at the one star reviews for it there are one star reviews for everything Mm -hmm. no matter how beloved the movie is
1: critically acclaimed critically
0: acclaimed won everything there will be people saying it's the worst movie that's ever been made yeah so
1: I mean yeah so yes I agree it is very gory but however it's a horror movie and it's rated 18 so yes it can be Mm -hmm. gory like you go into it with that potential expectation. So, yeah, so the the overarching, like, obvious, you know, from the situation plus some of the dialogue is that this is like, you know, holding up a mirror to society where those at the top get everything and don't see how it could possibly be terrible for those below them and don't want to do anything to improve the situation of those below them because really all they have to do there's enough food. The whole point of it is there is enough food for every single person within that within every level of the prison. So if everyone just ate their uh, ration, everyone would get something. But no, of course, you see the you see the the steak and the cake and the mashed potatoes and the.
0: I, I like how um, after <laughs> steak and cake, you were for mashed, mashed potatoes. Potato- I'm, I'm as the, Irish, Chris. <laughs> as the third most delicacy, uh, <laughs> mm. yeah. Oh, mashed potatoes. How bourgeois of you. (laughs) Uh,
1: They have double cream in them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: they're double cream. Do they have sprinklings of chives?
1: I think they must. Otherwise, why bother? (laughs) (laughs) So my point, you see the point.
0: I see your point. Mashed potato is lovely.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, so then Goring tries to work out a way of making it better for everyone because you can talk to the other inmates like within, you know, a few levels of each other because you can shout up and shout down the hole and try and create a situation that provides enough for everyone. And then, you know, horrible things happen because people are desperate and they create desperate actions. And uh, you've got one inmate that seems to ride the platform up and down And that is part of their survival tactic. And he, you know, obviously gets to know all these people, a few of these people and ends up trying to create a plan for survival Mm. uh, with with one of them. And, yeah, I think I can't personally say that I was, there weren't really any, like, jump scares or, you know, it wasn't really a horror in that respect where you're, like, on edge the whole time. Mm. I think like the things that happen are horrific but it's not yeah it it's not like a, you're not you're not tense I wouldn't say but maybe that's just cuz I'm hard as nails. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, let's just go with that. That's that's what it is.
1: I certainly don't think that that it was the most terrible movie ever made as some people in the IMDB comments seem to claim. I enjoyed it. I think if you're a horror fan that you would enjoy it. Um, It certainly makes its point about, you know, what society could look like, does look like, could be changed for the better and so forth. And yeah, I think sort of middling to average movie that, you know, I wouldn't, I would recommend as a sort of I don't know, like I was going to say like a Sunday afternoon <laughs> watch or
0: something. Oh, a a Sunday afternoon <laughs> treat for all the family.
1: Yeah, maybe don't watch it with the uh, any young ones. I mean, Chris, I don't know if you would have necessarily... I don't I... think you would have been afraid or anything like that. No. But I don't know. Like you say, I think given the state of the world, if you're not in the mood for seeing humanity at its worst, then perhaps don't watch it.
0: Well... Maybe I'd be like uh, ddbug69437 uh, who said they quit watching halfway through because they don't need lectures on mankind in their films.
1: <laughs> yeah, what does that even mean?
0: <laughs> don't like, need lectures on mankind in films. Films should just be about nothing.
1: Yeah, because no movies criticise society and uh, or anything ever.
0: Nope.
1: And also... <sighs> I thought we were past using the word mankind as well. It's humankind. Shh.
0: We're not. We're not past that. Yes, we are. No, no. I'm like y- you are. Yes, but as a, you know, everyone else. is Oh, sorry. Not.
1: We collectively.
0: Yes. Well, hear... you're still part of the human race.
1: Uh,
0: however much you might try to deny it.
1: Yeah. Well, hear this, listener. <laughs> we're done with the word mankind or any other gendered phrase. We're all humans. We're all trying to survive and love and enjoy our lives. So let's just make it fair for everyone and anyway. So yeah, if you <laughs>
0: Hey, I don't need any any lectures on mankind in my podcasts. <laughs> it's, it's pointless disgusting tripe. And I'll quit listening halfway through. <laughs> Fine by so, me. <laughs> so that was the platform from 2019. Where are we heading next for our Friday Friday night?
1: Well, we're going we're going classic old school. Oh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch on Prime Video. It is available currently. If you have a subscription, you can watch Hellraiser. Ooh. 1987. And I picked this because I've never seen it. Me neither. And it's been on my list for a long old time. So when I saw it was available with prime subscription i was like let's let's give that a watch
0: yeah say hello to uh pinhead and his uh buddies mm. so we'll be talking about uh hellraiser next uh month on sam's friday fright night mm-hmm. final part part four sam your pick of films on free to air television You've got quite a few uh, from today, so three, in fact, to pick from. Well, you can watch two of them and you'd have to record one of the others on the later ones uh, because they do clash. But starting with, at 6.85 on ITV4, you've got Stephen Sommers' The Mummy from 1999.
1: That's right. This is the classic re-re-re-re-remake of The Mummy. (laughs)
0: Starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss.
1: That's right. Because there are at least like two or three The Mummies yep. from, you know, the 30s, 50s, 60s.
0: Got the one starring Boris Karloff and you got the one starring Christopher Lee and then probably Vincent Price did one. I can't verify that right now. But you know, then more it, recently, there's the Tom Cruise one from 2017.
1: Yeah, I've not seen that and do i plan to probably not no but yeah this one is just you know we actually watched this quite recently didn't we in within the last year or two and it's just a bit of fun
0: it's it's a good old-fashioned sort of adventure like adventure thriller type thing it's funny it's it's quite. It's scary in places. Like yeah, they, they don't hold back on some of the some of the frights for the younger no, kids. No. I remember being quite scared of it when I first saw it. But you know, Brendan Fraser and Rachel Vice on top form,
1: and, mm. uh, and the the special effects are hold up, and the, you know they were really pushing the forefront of of special effects at, uh, at that time as well. Yeah. So for them to then hold up all these years later is pretty fantastic. Yeah.
0: So very good choice. That's on ITV4 at 6.35. So then you've got a clash now at 9pm on the Horror Channel. Of course. You've got John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. So it's the 40th anniversary this year of The Thing, Mm -hmm. which is, I will say, dear listener, uh, one of my favourite movies of all time. Uh, but it clashes with, on ITV2, Bridesmaids from 2011. So uh, quite a different tonal shift there between the two films. So it depends sort of what mood you're in, really.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the thing, obviously, being on the Horror Channel, mm-hmm. and you know what I like? I like and pick on the Horror Channel, Chris.
0: You do. Normally uh, they're terrible. But you've actually uh, pulled <laughs> quite a good one out of the bag. The,
1: hor- the Horror Channel does have a very wide spectrum of
0: yes it
1: does (laughs) i mean you know horror is very widely either very good or very bad so yeah but yeah so the thing a classic tale of who is the monster who you know who can we trust what's
0: hey i don't need no lectures about mankind in my (laughs) films all right (laughs) all right well but no it's uh, talking of of special effects as well like mm. actually like groundbreaking special effects a lot of uh, animatronic work and prosthetics, uh, stop motion in some places mm-hmm. all done by uh, legendary makeup designer special effects artist Rob Botine who was only 22 years old when he uh, did them and yeah I think they still a lot of them um, still hold up amazing yeah they're still amazing excellent. Uh, slightly less special effects heavy is Bridesmaids, but, and also a bit more of a laugh. Not too many uh, chuckles to be had in the thing.
1: Well, I don't know. The bit where, no, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> no.
0: But Bridesmaids obviously got, you know, star turns from Kristen Wigg and Melissa McCarthy and Maya Rudolph and Rose Byrne. It's, yeah. it's a great cast and yeah. uh, very, very funny.
1: I always like, feel like that bridesmaids was really a pivot point for the movie industry in a way because this was a largely female cast written and you know many of the major sort of roles within the movie that would often slash always be men in those in those roles a lot of that was was done by women and someone a man likely Took a punt and said, "Yeah, we'll fund this movie." And now, from that moment onwards, we've seen so many more movies written, produced, directed. You know, especially comedies as well. Very difficult area for women because you know, I just don't know any funny women really. So,
0: <laughs> well, it so although as you say, it was produced by Gerald Appertown, directed by Paul Feig. It was written by Annie Mumolo and Kristen Wiig. So, mm-hmm. without them doing having the success of this we would not probably have got Barb and of go to *Vista uh, Del Mar.
1: What a joy was, that uh, movie was. What a joy.
0: W- was that your film of last year or it was one of your films of last year? It was year? definitely
1: one of them. I mean, if it wasn't, then like I retract my previous statement and I'm <laughs> going to make it my film of the of 2021 because that was a saving I think, grace.
0: I think your film of 2021 was actually Promising a Woman. Oh, yeah. Which is obviously very good. And again totally very different to mm. Barb and Star. But Barb and Star, <laughs> I, think, I believe we mentioned it before, is excellent. It's Not to everyone's taste, I'm sure. There'll be people out there who watch it. If you don't like, like fun.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you might watch it where you're like, I have no idea what's going on, why this is so stupid. But yes, it's funny and stupid and surreal. And we, we, we're we going off topic now. So mm. let's let's get back on track. So... Uh Friday's films are The Mummy, The Thing, and Bridesmaids. Uh, we've also got three films on Saturday. Now, one of them is we can talk about very quickly. It's on film 4 at 12:45am, so 45 minutes, five minutes past midnight. And it's Bacaral, which is one of the films we talked about in my segment, Where to Next. Uh, it's a Brazilian film from 2019. and we we talked about it a few months back, but it's excellent, and if you uh, didn't have a chance to watch it then. Uh, you can record it or stay up very late if you want on Friday slash Saturday night to look at Baccarat. But on a more reasonable time, you've also got Ryan Johnson's Knives Out from twenty nineteen at nine pm on Channel Four. I love this film.
1: Yeah, it's it's a Who Done It, but with a, I don't know like a bit of a twist in the way it's presented and. Mm it's but it's also like quite fun it's quite dark comedy in places and it's family infighting it's also holds a, a bit of a mirror up to society i mean i, just I don't need no
0: lectures
1: <laughs> have that in these movies but yeah it's just uh, yeah it, it does something different with it with the genre that Just made it a bit. It just made it. It was just a bit of a breath of fresh air.
0: So yeah. So the 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 patriarch of a very wealthy family. Who he's a he's a very famous author, Harlan Trumbly, is is found dead, murdered, his throat slit, and his family. It's one of those ones where all of his family have some kind of motive or or Mm. reason or opportunity they might uh, want him dead. But then Benoit Blanc. A detective, a southern detective, uh, played by Daniel Craig, is paid anonymously to come investigate. And he works closely with Haaland's uh, nurse, who was actually possibly the one closest to him, played by uh, Anna de Armas, as they try and figure out who did it. And Daniel Craig is... I think, I, th- I think if people just see Daniel Craig doing Bond, they're not getting the full... Daniel Craig experience I think he's reaching a a point in his career where uh, having done Bond now for such a long time he's been doing it for 15 years now Mm -hmm. and I think now he's he's branching out he's having a bit of fun yeah he he's putting on a silly accent and (laughs) hamming it
1: up see that the first time I watched it in the cinema, I really struggled with him and that accent. Like I, I It was really distracting to me. But then having watched it multiple times since, yeah, it just doesn't bother me at all. But I think it was just perhaps because of that same reason that it's like him as Bond or whatever, and yeah. he's just, he's very English or whatever. And then for him to put on, you know, the Southern american accent was
0: if anyone's seen logan lucky which is a steven soderbergh film where he plays again someone from like tennessee i think i can't remember exactly where in the south it's set um but it's about a bunch of people who rob a nascar race and he plays a convict in that who uh, helps them and he's putting on again another ridiculous accent he's just sort of you know He's he's a really funny actor when he you know he's given the chance to be. Mm-hmm. He's not all action. He's quite a versatile guy. Knives Out Two. It's that's not its actual name. It doesn't have an official title yet, but we know it's not going to be called Knives Out Two. But it is a sequel starring Benoit you know Benoit Blanc, Daniel Craig uh, will be out on Netflix later this year. It doesn't have an exact release date, but I'm very much looking forward to that. Netflix also paid. They paid a lot of money for the second and third instalments. So it's going to be a um a series of Benoit Blanc um mysteries. So he's the new Poirot basically. Uh so Knives Out from 2019 9 pm on Channel 4. But on the Horror Channel, yet again 1035 PM on Saturday evening. We've got Tremors.
1: Yeah this is this is also a sort of fun horror movie where it's kind of a bit of a ridiculous premise where you've got these giant worms under a town that pop up and eat people and they don't know how to, you know, how how do you survive that? Like they could come out from the ground anywhere and nowhere's safe sort of thing. And yeah, it's just, it's. I'm sure people are f- relatively familiar with, with the movie being from 1990 and that. So yeah, I just thought I'd chuck it in there because actually Chris, this week, there's been there's loads of good movies on. I really struggled to narrow it down, hence why my list is quite long. Because mm. normally I'm like, oh, there's nothing on. I always complain. I'm sure the listener is bored of me complaining about how there's no <laughs> movies on. This week is chocker block. Like things like Silence of the Lambs didn't get on the list, and it's on this. What
0: week. Silence so, of the Lambs didn't make it.
1: Wow. There's all sorts of stuff on at the moment this week, so you can don't know. <laughs> Turn the TV on. Let your dog or cat walk over the remote, and you'll find a good movie. Probably.
0: Well, I would say yes. Tremors is, like you say, very uh, a fun, cheesy horror movie, um, full of practical special effects, which a lot mm-hmm. of them, again, do mm-hmm. still hold up. Um, there's a certain level of practical effects that actually, I think, last longer than some computer-generated effects in terms yeah. of actually, be, you know, holding up. Uh, and I'd say Tremors uh, has some of them.
1: Yeah. And the last time a woman uh, was shown on screen with leg hair, I believe, as well. So watch out for that.
0: I don't know if that's official. Um, it's a f- it we, is. We I've fact-checked. is the Guinness World Records to, to look at that. But we will investigate further. So Sunday, 27th of February. So if you'd seen The Mummy on Friday 25th, uh, you can watch The Mummy Returns uh, from 2001 on itv four. At five twenty five PM. So not quite as good as the uh the first one, but, no, but very few sequels are.
1: Sure. But I just but, thought I'll put it in there because like yeah, they you've got the uh the original, the uh, the first one on Friday, follow it up and it's you know, similar fun and action with It gets the
0: gang back together. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's still a lot to enjoy in it. Mm. Not quite as good as the first one, but still a lot to enjoy um monday 28th of february uh 9 p.m again horror channel uh
1: we've Look, got i'm not going to apologize for it chris okay
0: no no <laughs> nor should you we've been over this <laughs> uh 9 p.m it follows from 2014 now we saw this quite recent we saw it at halloween this was a halloween pick.
1: That's true. Really? Yes, because uh, yeah, even though it was twenty fourteen, I hadn't I hadn't seen it. I mean, not like I've seen all the horrors, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had opportunity and I had not seen it as yet. So,
0: and I had heard very good things mm-hmm. about it, it.
1: It does often get onto lists of like top ten twenty best horror movie lists. You know, so I I was intrigued in that respect because often I think a lot of those movies. I mean, it all comes down to opinion, of course. But like you know, often you get ones that are like all the ghosts and ghouls, and I'm just like, okay, I'm not scared of that. Whatever. So it's not scary. And yeah, like you say, you've heard heard good things about this, and it is an interesting premise because it's about a sort of sexually transmitted demon, an STD. Um.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So basically, if if you have sex with someone who is haunted by this thing yes you then it the it starts to follow you absolutely and the the thing can only be seen by you yes. if you're being cursed by it. it can't be seen by anyone else but it can interact with other things it moves only at a walking pace it doesn't run doesn't it? it's purely at a walking pace yeah but it will follow. It knows where you are at all times, and it can so, basically
1: beeline to you. Yeah. But so only... if, even if
0: you got onto a plane and flew to another continent, it would from where it was walk slowly. So it might take its time, mm. but uh, eventually get there. Uh, yeah. Only you can see it, and also it appears as different people.
1: That's right. It can shapeshift.
0: It can shapeshift. It can be sometimes grotesque things. It can be sometimes quite normal looking things.
1: Someone that you know, even.
0: And as a as a horror device, it's very I think very clever because you're then constantly whenever the characters are still, or like you're constantly checking the sides of the screens and the background and like watching any movement and it sort of constantly keeps you on on the edge. Uh so, so then something as simple as just a person walking like kinda near them. Mm-hmm is sort of then full of dread. Yeah. And yep. it's also, because it has a very, I mean, we, we mentioned uh, John Carpenter and uh, the thing earlier, it has sort of a, a soundtrack, a sort of 80s synth style soundtrack, similar to um, John Carpenter movies. And it kind of, it doesn't really have a time. Like it doesn't, it, it, it never sets itself in time, no, does it? No, you're
1: right. Yeah. There's not really excessive use of technology or that would be, Put, or like even like car models and stuff like that like you wouldn't pick one of the
0: one of the characters is reading a book on a Kindle like device that mm-hmm. is shaped like a shell but that's the only really sort of technology that any of them have and yeah. even then you're like okay is this the early
1: 2000s yeah like, who's to say so, so it's, it's yeah it's quite sort of timeless in that respect
0: yeah but i i would recommend Monday, 28th Feb, it follows, 9pm on the Horror Channel. And finally, rounding out your pick of films on free-to-air television on Tuesday, the 1st of March, also at 9pm on ITV4, Total Recall.
1: Yeah, and Max talked extensively about this on his episode from last week, so if you want to hear more about Total Recall, check out Max's episode if you didn't already. But this is Arnold Schwarzenegger doing his exciting Arnold Schwarzenegger action stuff on Mars (laughs) in the future. Yeah. The idea is that in the future, rather than being able to afford to go on holiday, you sort of buy the memory of a holiday um, and it gets implanted. And then he ends up not knowing what memories are real. Is he a spy? I don't know. And it's all very actiony and good fun.
0: It is indeed. uh, Classic Paul Verhoeven film uh yeah schwarzenegger is doug quaid that's right who might be a spy he might not but it's also got uh sharon stone in it uh michael ironside who has been a villain uh in so many great movies throughout the 80s and 90s and uh, michael ironside if you don't know is one of those actors i mean you'll recognize him because he's been in everything I, I looked up quite recently how old he is, expecting him to be a lot older than he is, but he's 72. Uh, but he's been in so many different things from throughout the 80s and 90s, and he's always looked kind of old. I just expected him to sort of be pushing 90, but nope. <laughs> he's... Uh...
1: Well, we just lost him as a listener, That's nice, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Michael, we love you. <laughs> You've done some great stuff. Please keep 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 working. In most recently seen in uh, Nobody, starring uh, Bob Odenkirk. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked now. So that was your picks of films on free to air television. Uh, remember to watch Hellraiser for next time we're on. And if you yes, have please. any uh, comments or you know reviews of your own, please do email either Sam uh, at sam at St or myself at chris at Saint I would be happy to hear from you. Yeah,
1: if you've got a one-star review of a movie that we love, I'd love to hear it.
0: please send it in. But yeah, thank you very much, Sam, for all of your work this week. And uh, we'll see you again when it's my episode in a couple of weeks' time.
1: That's right. Uh, Tune in next week for Howard Linsky, and Danny will be there presenting too. So yeah, take it easy, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye. I can fix it in post.